From the previous set of episodes, we set the foundation and help develop an orientation on the basic market concepts such as why to invest, asset types, regulators, financial intermediates, and the reasons why a company files for an IPO. Once a company files for an IPO, it transitions from the primary market to the secondary market, that is the public market. By virtue of being a public company, the company is now liable to disclose all information related to the company to the public. The shares of a public limited company are traded on the stock exchanges on a daily basis. The focus now is to understand why stocks fluctuate on a daily basis, what causes these fluctuations and how to really transact in the stock market. Now let us consider a small example, actually a huge example, which I have got from the internet. It is 10 a.m. on the 20th May 2019. The stock price of Sun Pharma is rupees 533 per share. The management of the company makes an interesting announcement in which they, they say that they are going to release a new respiratory drug which is expected to boost the sales of the company. They are confident about this new drug's success in the market. Given this, how will the stock price of Sun Pharma react to the news? Well, the answer is quite simple. The stock price will obviously move up. When positive announcements are made by companies, the partic market participants tend to buy the stock at the given price and this cascade into a stock price rally. Continuing the same example, assume at a later point in the day, say by 2 p.m., a pharma industry veteran appears on a leading news channel and states the overall business outlook appears dull as he foresees an industry-wide revenue contraction. Assume his predictions have always been very accurate. Given this, what do you think again will happen to Sun Pharma's share price? Based on the industry veteran statement, I have three questions for you people. How does the new information impact Sun Pharma? If you were to initiate a new trade with this information, what would it be? And what would happen to the other pharma stocks in the market? If the pharma industry veteran is right, then a 15% cut in the revenue is quite serious. Therefore, Sun Pharma being a leading pharma player in the country will react to this news. The reaction could be mixed because the earlier news was good and specific to Sun Pharma. However, a 15% decline in revenue is a serious matter and hence Sun Pharma is likely to trade lower. At 542 rupees, if one were to initiate a new trade based on the new information, it would be a sell. The statement is with respect to the entire industry and not specific to Sun Pharma. Hence, all pharma stocks are likely to witness selling pressure. So, as you notice, market participants react to the news and their reaction translates to price movements. This is what makes stocks move. Now, you must be wondering what happens if there is no news. Will the stock price stay flat and not move at all? Well, this depends on the company in focus. Assume there is no news concerning Reliance Industries and some other company which is relatively unknown and which does not attract much market participants' attention. Reliance is one of the largest companies in the country. Whether there is news or not, market participants would like to buy or sell the company's shares, hence the price moves constantly. The second company is relatively unknown and therefore does not attract market participants' attention. Under such circumstances, the stock price may not move or even if it did, it may be very marginal. To summarize, news and events drive the stock prices. The news or event can be directly related to the company, industry or the economy as a whole. 
For instance, the appointment of Narendra Modi as the Indian Prime Minister was perceived as positive news and hence the entire stock market moved. At times, there would be no news but still the price moves owing to the demand and supply situation. Now we move to the important part. Now that you know why stocks move on a daily basis, let's now try to understand the process to buy a share. Assume you have decided to buy 200 shares of Sun Pharma at 545 rupees per share. Question is how does it actually work? What is the exact process to buy it and what happens after you buy it? Luckily, there are systems in place which are fairly well integrated. With your decision to buy the stock, you need to log in to your trading account provided by your stockbroker and place an order to buy. Once you place an order, an order ticket gets generated containing the following details. Details of your trading account through which you intend to buy the Sun Pharma shares. Therefore, your identity is captured. The price at which you intend to buy Sun Pharma and the number of shares you intend to buy. Before your broker transmits this order to the exchange, that is the stock exchange, he needs to ensure you have sufficient money to buy these shares. If yes, then this order ticket hits the stock exchange. Once the order hits the market or the stock exchange, through the exchange's order matching algorithm, the exchange will find a seller who is willing to sell you 200 shares of Sun Pharma at 545 rupees per share. The seller could be one person willing to sell, sell the entire 200 shares or it could be 10 people selling 20 shares each or it could be two people selling one and 199 shares respectively. The permutation and combination does not really matter to you. From your perspective, all you need is 200 shares of Sun Pharma at 545 rupees per share and you have placed an order for the same. The stock exchanges ensure the shares are available to you as long as there are sellers in the market. Once the tra trade is executed, the shares will be electronically credited to your DMAT account. Likewise, the shares will be electronically debited from the seller's DMAT account. At a later point in this episode, we will understand how exactly a trading terminal via which you can buy and sell shares works. After you buy the shares, it takes two days for the shares to get credited to your DMAT account. This is called the T plus 2 settlement. We will discuss more on this later. Once you buy the share, you are now a part owner of the company to the extent of your shareholding. To give you a perspective, if you own 200 shares of Sun Pharma, then you own 0.00035% of Sun Pharma. By virtue of owning these shares, you are entitled to a few corporate benefits like dividends, stock split, bonus, right issues, voting rights, etc. We will explore all these shareholder privileges in later episodes. Once you buy the share, you can hold these shares in your DMAT account for however long you wish. The time period over which the, you intend to hold these shares is called as the holding period. You may be surprised to know that the holding period could be as short as few minutes to as long as forever. When the legendary investor Warren Buffet was asked about his favorite holding period, he famously replied, forever. In the example quoted earlier, Sun Pharma jumped from 535 to 545 rupees in a matter of 5 minutes. Well, this is not a bad return after all for a 5-minute holding period. If you are satisfied with it, you can very close the trade and move on to find another opportunity. 
just to let you know trades such as these is very much possible in real markets when things are hot such moves are quite common the question however is how much return did you make this leads us to another question how do you measure returns across your holding period in the end everything in the market boils down to one thing generating a reasonable rate of return if your trade generates a good return then all your past stock market sins are forgiven this is what really matters returns are usually expressed in terms of annual yield there are different kinds of returns that you need to be aware of we will explore explore these quickly absolute return this is the return that your trade or investment has generated in absolute terms it helps you answer this question i bought infosys at 3030 rupees and sold it for 3550 rupees how much percentage return did i generate so the formula is quite simple the formula is ending period value divided by starting period value minus 1 multiplied by 100 which turns out to be 17.16% and a 17.16% of return is not bad at all the absolute return can be misleading if you want to compare two investments this is where the compound annual growth rate cagr comes into play it helps answer this question i bought infosys at 3030 and held the stock for 2 years and sold it for 3550 rupees what was the return generated cagr factors in the time which we ignored when we computed the absolute return the formula to calculate cagr is quite complex but there are uh, apps or calculators to calculate it so the formula is ending value upon beginning value raised to 1 upon number of years minus 1 using this the uh, rate of interest turns out to be 8.2% this means the investment grew at a rate of 8.2% per year on year over 2 years considering the fact that fd offers a return close to 7% with capital protection an 8.2% return may look a bit unattractive use cagr when you want to check returns over multiple years and absolute return when your time frame is for a year or less what if you have bought infosys at 3030 rupees and sold it at 3550 within 6 months in this case you have generated a 17.16% in 6 months which translates to 34.32% for the year so the point is if you have to compare returns it's best done when the return is expressed on an annualized basis in the next episode we'll discuss about when you should invest that is at what time you should invest your money in the market till then have a nice day